Extra Points is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. Great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, college basketball, and so much more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook because it's easy to use, it's safe and secure, and you get your winnings fast. How fast? Two hours. How's that? It's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same-game parlay. Discover the most popular same-game parlays each day right when you log in, and if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code Extra Points so they know I sent you. Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal, Tom, coming to yes, coming to you and coming to you on the first Monday in April, very exciting. Joining me as always, spaghetti and meatballs, fiddling with the knobs, babyface Solomon producing this mess, although I think he's doing it from the sky. I'm not sure what his story is. He'll be back. But one thing is for sure, with me in the flesh, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek, Martin Weiss. What's happening, guys? How are we? What a weekend. What a week upcoming here. The Masters. The start of baseball. Yeah. I know it only lasts for like maybe 24 hours or maybe even a, a half an inning. And then you kind of lose interest for the next two months. That's and just you your get team. Back that's involved. your team. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's well, I don't know about your team, uh, Sal. I, I, I'm sure you heard the bad news we about- We got like uh, four starters going on Thursday. I like it. I like well, it. Well, <laughs> that's all bad. But of course, the big story here is maybe, I'm, maybe I've gone a little soft in my old age. I wasn't as excited to see the demise of Coach K as it felt like most of the world was. But either way, it's over, the rivalry. We know yeah. who has won this rivalry for all of time. What could Duke ever do? as a two-seed, as a favorite to defeat their arch-rival, the last game of their legendary coach to lose once again to UNC. Scoreboard for all of time if you're a Tar Heels fan. Yep. You don't have to like it, Dukies. That's the reality. It I think really part, of the, reason, I yeah, think part ahead, of the reason why it was unsatisfying is because Coach K, his, his facial expression, I mean, it was... Botox, he was like, he, just no movement whatsoever. Whenever, when they went up, when they were down, like he didn't have even the slightest, like he didn't stomp on the floor. And I get he's not, he's not the most expressive guy in general. And we'll talk about his commercial in a second. But like, the idea, that was part of the reason why I felt like it wasn't like enjoyable. Like he looked like he was just binge watching Bridgerton or something. Like, like, like he didn't have no facial expression, <laughs> no reaction, no nothing. Yeah, I would. I wanted a little more, and just the whole. T like, I think they were down one when they cut away to his wife leaving. She left her seat. She she got up and let like, um, you know, say what you will about Will Smith, but as far as spousal support goes, um, that's very much uh, opposite of what you would expect, right? From a wife like, all right, down one minute left. I'm out of here. I'll see you on the other side. Well, we'll take a cart over to the other uh, end of the arena. But that was that was weird to me. I, I agree with you, Shaq. It was a little bit uh, unsatisfying. I don't know what I was expecting. I didn't think he was going to throw a chair or anything. The, the Duke players, or at least a majority of them, skipped the handshake line, which is great. That's a lot of fun. Um, but he was Davis a little... It. Yeah. It, 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 I felt like it had a weird funereal tone to it throughout for Coach K. I mean, this was, yeah. generally speaking, a great achievement for his final act. The problem was that he got his head lopped off just as his career started. I don't know if Jim Nance mentioned that 
Oh, I, wait, he did 17 times. <laughs> that, uh, that he lost to UNC. That was his first loss and, uh, and, and now his last loss. Um, the, let, let's, though, focus on the, on the main thing about this one. What a gem of a game. Really love, great. 81. I love when guys step up. I know they miss their free throws, but to drill big-time threes with all the pressure <clears> in the world on these 19, 20-year-old kids is something to behold. Well, I was thinking that, too. I was like, well, that sucks. That it, as great as it is, it comes down to a 19-year-old missing uh, two free throws or 20, whatever. <laughs> whatever Mark Williams is, uh, which is sad and sadder for me because I had Duke. I picked them both wrong, so I don't know how much I could weigh in on tonight's game because I had Duke to uh, cover. And they oh, you're allowed. Win. You're allowed well, to. In fact, allowed they to? encourage you to bet on it. Yeah, bet as much money as you can. In <clears> fact, <throat> I think you're the uh, the optimal gambler right now, according to uh, to longstanding right. betting rules. You're supposed well, to bet. You've been on a on a hot, on a cool streak. Please. Throw more money at it. Yeah, well, no, I just, as an analyst, if you will, I don't I know see. if I could weigh in. But, uh, Mark, we'll get to that. We'll get to our picks, I think, in a second. You, uh, you want to speak on the game itself? It really seems yeah, like I was, was about going to say, to don't, yeah. I was say, you can't, don't let it be long. Duke hit a three. Wendell Moore Jr. hits a three. They go up one. Coach yeah. K calls timeout to put aforementioned Mark Williams back in the game. Right. And then he misses two free. Mark Williams was on the bench. Mm-hmm. I just, but... <laughs> Mark Williams actually, uh, Duke, he's a Duke, uh, what is it? What's it called? Oh, Legacy. His sister went to Duke as well. She played in the WM, plays in the WNBA. I'm not sure who she plays for right now, but yeah, but yeah well, I thought the idea had, that Coach K. He was K, in foul trouble. They, they yeah. had him, he had four fouls for a, a while, and I know this because I had him uh, over nine and a half rebounds, and I think he ended up with four, so it wasn't even close. But uh, well, I just found it funny that the idea that Coach K kind of forced, like, Kind of overthought it. Like, he called timeout up one to try to get his best defensive player back in the game, then didn't get him out of there, and then boom, misses two free throws. Yeah. And Caleb Love says game. And then took him out. And, like, after that, like, really, like, all right, we, we can't have him on the floor at this point with the possession. Yeah, Caleb Love is she's out of his mind right now. Now, Baycott, that's the – Baycott is uh, – that's – that's the key, Armando Bicot, in this game right now, right? I mean, he's racking up double – forget double-digit rebounds. He's around 19, 20, 21 every game in this tournament. He had 21 against Duke. That's going to be, I think, the matchup that's uh, huge. I don't know. He seems to go for walks uh, in the middle of the game, you know? I don't know if it's a Lamar Jackson <laughs> thing. He's got a bad injury. I, if, if, if it was a Sunday to Thursday thing and the ankle was as bad as they're making it, I, he can maybe – survive it but god on two days isn't it even worse the second or third day than it is uh, that night i think they get spooked about what the what the worst result could be and so they yeah. play it super cautious and no weight on it and everything else and you could see over the ensuing what five or ten minutes when he was walking up and down the carpet in the bowels of the giant stadium and everything you got the you got this oh he's all right he's not as badly hurt as he thought he was but yes one shout out to him I think the hair thing is a smart move because he's already gigantic, but then it makes him positively imposing <laughs> when that hair sticks up. I, I long advocated if Shaq Fu wanted to take it up a notch, he should have just blown out the 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 uh, afro. I mean, he yeah. should have had like a foot tall afro, and then he would have been even uh, even more intimidating. But yeah, I mean, the way Caleb loves playing, boy. I really, really can talk myself into UNC winning it all or at minimum plus four going into this well, one let, with, yeah, with Love well, playing that way. Let's get to our picks in a second. I do want to mention uh, prop quiz winner. 
This is it. On extra points, we do the prop quiz every week. This kid, Tim Mayberry, won six right. Good job by you. You get a, a gold cap. But for our thing, for our purposes, we had a bracket challenge. And the idea is not to come in last place, right? Because then you pick out of the cap of consequences. Now, Toby Mergler, who hosts, uh, co-hosts Covered in Glory, he's going to win. It doesn't really matter. Uh, on the losing end, it's either Harry or Toby's co-host, Brett Cormanis. Uh, from Covered in Glory. If 138 and above, Brett picks from the uh, cap, which sucks because the over-under is 152. So it looks like um, Harry's going. By the way, Harry is at the game uh, for no reason. He and Ken flew out there. and uh, <laughs> What the hell? The game. I, I know. He's at <laughs> the game. Of course he is. <laughs> so Why wouldn't stupid. he be? Uh, what a life. Um, in addition, uh, oh, what did I want to say here? Yeah, in addition, we have the Dutch Mook. Shaq, a good friend of ours, Paul Kohorst. He has a book out. He wrote for Golf Digest. He's a solid golf analyst. He's going to help us with, with our master's picks. He's coming up. Scratch um, golfer. Yeah, he is, right? Yep. Cancer survivor, a hero. He is, uh, in that regard, he is my arch nemesis, the only competition I really have perennially in our fantasy football league. Oh, stop it. Well, I mean, that's that's true. The the The... Uh, history will bear that out. Mm. Uh, yeah, looking forward to catching up with the Dutch Mook here. Yeah, what a great treat to get his uh, who's going home with the green jacket picks here coming up. Yeah, I should say there is a thousand dollar winner amongst our fans and everyone who entered the extra points pool. Um, Scott Kehoe was the only one in the entire pool. To, I mean, there's a thousand people in this to pick UNC to win it. If UNC wins tonight, he'll win the pool. Otherwise, the current leader, Alberto Guevara. He has Kansas. Uh, he has a big lead in Kansas. So if Kansas wins, he wins the bracket. And so that's it. Scott Kehoe or Alberto Guevara. So who are you rooting for, Martin? Alberto or Scott? I'm rooting for Alberto. I went to I went to a grammar school, Kehoe France. So maybe I just feel like maybe that maybe he's like related to the people that I used to oh, go okay. to my old school. Maybe he is. So I'm going Alberto all the way. All right. Well, so then you're picking Kansas here. I am. All right. Let's hear let's hear the reasoning. Because I could be talked into anything. Like I said, I've sucked. So um Let's hear it. Well, you just talked about Baycott and his ankle. That's yeah. concerning to me because you had McCormick for Kansas, who is just was dunking everything through the rim. Right. And as much as I've appreciated Caleb Love through this tournament, it's been a tale of two halves for him. Like, and he's, he normally is, is uh, if he's not going from early in the game, I'm concerned about UNC's ability to score uh, consistently. And they don't sub anybody. Like, RJ Davis played the last f 10 minutes of the game. Uh, last 10, 15 minutes of the, last, of la of the Final Four game with four fouls. Like, mm -hmm. I think Kansas is going to be a get up and down and go with them. They play at the speed that they want to. And Abaji didn't, I mean, he literally, what, didn't miss from three last game. He's locked in in a different way. He didn't miss, well, he was taking all threes. Yeah, that's, I noticed that. Like, I don't know if this works for you or against you, right? Abaji and McCormick were like 16 for 20. Abaji was six for seven from three. I don't think he missed. Martin, until like five minutes or 4.50 left in the right. in the second half. It was insanity. All right, Sheck. All right, so we have a Kansas minus four. Sheck? I'm taking Kansas, but, man, it really does. Kevin Hench said on minus three, shout out to him. He's a lunatic. Amidst his mm. ramblings, though, he did uh, correctly say that when and if Caleb Love decides to take the game over as a scorer, not as a distributor, that that's mm. UNC at its best. And if he does that, they would vanquish Duke. He is right. I can absolutely see it. It feels like he's in a moment right now and can steal it. And I guess it comes down to and who, who among us can d divine the 
headspace of these UNC kids. They're playing with house money now, right? I mean, they, they, they can't feel a tick of pressure. They've already done, they've already exceeded expectation by getting to the Final Four, mm-hmm. let alone beating the arch rival. Kansas is playing for something, so who does that help emotionally, spiritually? I'm going to go with Kansas. I just think, as I say, practically, they can beat you or they have scores on the floor, and it's hard to ID who you take away to to stop that that juggernaut offensively. So I'll I'll ride with the Jayhawks because I picked them before the weekend, and I want to stick with my chalk-chalk Jayhawk prediction. Well, it'll be chalk-dog-Jayhawk. Right, well, that was wrong, right. Uh, yeah, like I said, I was wrong about Bolt, so I, I don't know what I could say about this. I, I have more reasons to pick against Bolt teams than I do for mm. at this point. I, I appreciate the emotional hangover for UNC. Maybe they don't ha- know they have one more game, but that's probably stupid to say for a team that's as focused as uh, Hubert Davis has this squad. By the way, shouldn't he be co- – well, that would be a baller move if he said, I want to be known from here on out as Coach D. I'm Coach D. I beat up Coach K. I murdered that guy. I'm Coach D. I want the respect, not just Hubert and, Davis, right? And plus, too, you go from a name like Hubert, decidedly yeah. not cool, to Coach D, yeah. which could go on in, 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 in history. Right. Yeah, the further you get away from Hubert, I think the better. But uh, Coach D, well, Coach D says we have it. You know, we have what it All takes. Right. Um, I'm or looking Coach at the- Killed. You know, like maybe Coach that's killed. what he calls him for, yeah. for the rest of the time. And and you know what? It would be a great troll because Duke fans would go crazy if he decided, no, I'm Coach D from here on out. They'd be right. like, you're not allowed to do that. He'd be like, well, I'm doing it. Deal with it. We own you. Tell you know, he, go the spoils. Yeah. And what he can do is you can just show him a commercial like, you can't spell losers without D. Oh, uh, what the hell was that? <laughs> that was so wrong. It was uh, every one of those things was wrong that Nike put out, that embarrassing ad. Uh, which was supposed to be a tribute. Can't spell this. That's it. That's it. Really, can't spell all those things without K. So stupid. Worse uh, than that. Worse than the uh, Jeter two thing. That was yeah. that was equally ridiculous. Hard for me to really pick a loser out of those two ad campaigns. Well, the, the great one the is Jeter some, two thing. Someone got paid a lot of money, or maybe that's their job. Maybe they're on salary. But uh, I would have loved to have seen the victory lap when they um, settled on that when that idea was approved in the uh, boardroom. But. Um, Back to the game. Yeah, uh, so, again, uh, big hangover for Carolina. They're, they're overachieving. It's fun to watch um, Caleb Blub. It really is, and it, it sucks to root against him. Um, but I, I think they come down a little bit here. And Kansas has kind of been beating teams. Now, that's the other thing. Like I said, uh, Martin, Baji and McCormick, 16 for 20. Are you going to do as well as that, like, in the finals, in the final game? I don't think so. But then again, Christian Braun underachieved. Um, you know, you had Remy Martin, I think, what do you have, three or five points? He was putting up 20, 21 right. in previous games, so he'll probably step up. I like their matchups. I don't like Leaky Black on Abaji. Um, and Kansas kind of does it all different ways. They play defense against Providence when Abaji wasn't really uh, shooting the lights out from three. I think McCormick outmuscles Baycott for as much as we see him, and Kansas wins this game. I'm going to say it goes under, too, so... 72-65 is what I'll say for a final. Favorites, I know you don't like this, check, but since 2004, it at least spells that Vegas and the Fandals of the world have gotten this part right. Vegas, um, the favorites since 2004, 12-5 and 11-6 and against the spread. And Kansas is a small favorite in the last 12, which is five or less, 10-2 and two and 9-3 and three against the spread. So I'm going with Kansas. I'm going with McCormick for most outstanding player 
at plus 550. And uh, I like the, it. I, I'm with you on the under, unless you assume that both sides that you saw win on Saturday are going to keep the hot hands. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, scoring does depress on both sides a little bit. I'll, I'll tell you, going back to the um, to to the Duke game, though, when Baycott, when, when Bancaro, and I'm pretty sure, um, despite um, what Grant Hill said, he said, I don't think that was a block by Bancaro. I think he did get the back end of the basketball mm-hmm. when Baycott missed that one with about 10 minutes left in the second half. I thought that was the moment where the game's going to swing. This is going to be it. It's going to be LeBron-level block right. against the Dubs way back when. And they... You started to feel like, oh, Duke's Duke's about to make a run here, and they the shots just didn't fall to allow them to pull away. UNC hung around just long enough. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, I I think that Baycott. Um, I, I'm not as concerned as you are about Baycott's ankle. I mean, don't they just shoot it up with something, right? I mean, isn't that how he gets out know on the how floor it magically? Is. I don't, is that how it goes in college basketball? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, it's easy for me to be vapid cynic and just say, oh, yeah, that's what they do. But, yeah, it seems like something they do, though, right? Well, I would say it's it? not probably going to be as uh, – the ankle's not going to be as effective or, or bounce back as good as we saw at the end of the game, right? I just – kind of know about ankles a little bit and just always worse than a couple of days later but why doesn't that happen hench and i have gone on and on about this how doesn't that happen 47 times a game that a guy's foot when, when you're co- the whole sport is built around jumping up and down around a, a bunch yeah. of other long fellas don't they how did they not land on each other's feet all the time first and, and of all that was me and you not you and hench but that's oh, fine. Was, okay. but yeah i I've, I've always been saying that like you guys it's, look it's, alike it's the reason i don't want to play we all have that similar look to the uh stanford uh woman's coach there um but yeah <laughs> i uh yeah i don't know how it happens i don't know how that's avoided there, there's a bunch of uh you could write a book about that how does this not happen all the time in sports and you probably get about 20 of those. I feel like um, at the risk of sounding like somebody who's actually good at basketball, I'm not, but I did play against some pretty mm-hmm. good players. Like, I, But at this current stage, at 32 years old, I got nothing for nobody. But <laughs> when I was still hooping, there was a period of time where it was like I would only go and play with guys who I had already played with before because I knew that there were certain things that they weren't going to try to do and yeah. so on and so forth. I think there's a lot of that in, in actual sports too like we, we look at it as a preservation thing but it's like guys know how to fall right guys know how to like they know if they make this like i know now at this point i'm not going to the rim like that because if i do fall mm-hmm. it, i might hurt myself i don't know how to fall anymore i have since forgotten but i think there is something to the idea of that i think it's the same thing like football like how don't guys i mean you see the guys go uh make all types of crazy cuts it's like how are your knees still intact and it's like well you just They've their bodies have learned how to give in certain places yeah. or like you know how to like especially guy goes guy in football is diving at somebody's knees they hit him right there at that right there at the kneecap it's like how are you how did you get up and walk just now it's like body right well they have knee pad the only thing I'll say is if you took a picture of the floor right in the paint you have what uh, about a dozen size fifteen and a plus feet in a, in a very small area to to check in mind and Hench's mm-hmm. point yeah. there. I don't know. It just seems, but you're right, Martin. You don't have as long as you know. There's no some maniac who's trying to uh, make a name for himself, jumping, you know, over the back. Um, you know, the, you know, it's like, hey, dude, calm down. Um, you're probably in better shape than. than I can't believe think. the one of the ones that's on that list, whatever you call it, yeah. is a long snapper 
always putting the ball right on the money. Like once in a blue moon, the long snapper on a field goal or extra point skips it in there. And I am amazed that that doesn't happen, you know. 20% of the time like the right. guy has his head upside down he's like he's, he's he's like looking between his legs upside down and he's putting it on the money every time we just assume that's gonna that's gonna mm-hmm. happen the kicker might miss it but the holder's always gonna catch it clean and put it right on the spot how that doesn't get screwed up with a higher percentage is uh is uh marvelous yeah. to me we don't I think hockey players enough. and referees should get hit in the face more too with the puck hmm. amen Right? I mean, I, I'm not rooting for it. I'm just saying I think it should happen. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, it, it, I mean, it is true. Or, or sticks. Sticks ride high. Yeah, when they're flipping the pot. By yeah. It, right. yeah. Anyway. Well, I mean, I figured in hockey, it's, it's your, uh, it's your, uh, oh, wow. I can't think of the word. Oh, my God. Peripheral vision. Hawk? Oh. No, peripheral vision. Like, because I used to play hockey. That was the first sport right. I actually ever played was hockey. And actually, probably my best one. I skate well, better now than anything that what? I do. We're learning true something story. here. True wow. story, but as a result, I feel like you probably end up flinching on the back end. Like you end up flinching more because you think things might be coming at you, and you end up not. But uh, end up Spaghetti, not. Spaghetti, meatballs, and Marty. We got to throw them in there, right, for the hockey analysis. What, what we got to make uh, well, you I, up I, there I, a pasta dish? I don't know. Uh, rigatoni, Marsal- Marty Marsalia, uh, Marsala. <laughs> I don't know. What do we do? We'll figure it out. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll but, uh, brainstorm. <laughs> but, to, but to your point about long snappers and, and the way they hit it, like within the margin of error is so small that the backup quarterback or holder can always get it down. We don't talk nearly enough about the excellence of NFL special teams compared to other like sporting. Like if, if, a, if a kicker only completed 65% of his kicks or long snapper only completed 65% of it, like, and it's really the only thing I can think of is is close as close to it as like golf, and we're gonna talk about it in just a minute. But like the mm-hmm. idea that like every single mistake that you make counts against you, where there's like there's no like there's there's really hard to to luck up in a golf in a golf ma- in a in a golf match. Yeah, maybe also, I go- play too yeah. much uh, b- bad uh, little league myself and watch little kids play baseball too much. But to this day in a big spot when it's like one out away from the world series championship. And there's a ground ball hit. I always think of, uh, was it Chris Bryant who fielded it for the Cubs in extra innings, who scooped that ball up and smiled before he threw it the first base to mm-hmm. clinch it for the Cubs. I believe I can't so. imagine like that. You know, like that you can start celebrating. It's the ball's hit at you and you can start celebrating before you've completed oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. throw to first. Aren't you yeah. nervous? If I had the ball, like all I have to do is throw at the first base and my team wins the whole thing. Finally, I'd be like, Oh my God, please don't throw this one in the dirt or into the stands. Yeah, you <laughs> see that with on- pop flies too, to end the game. Like just, yeah, the they're like, yeah, the I'm going to catch this yeah. ball. Nah, yeah, see me, good. Dave. I want the ball. Give me the ball because I know I'm gonna make the play. I don't want any of you other jokers touching it. Let me get it. See you, Damashek over there to the left. I see his knees knocking and his teeth rattling. I see that ground ball coming my way. Now I'm smiling. If I saw it going your way, I'd throw the hat up in the air and pull like LeBron did against the Pelicans when LeBron missed that way, shot. Just put his head down. Speaking of that, and it's not you don't want the ball. You want the puck, Marty. You're our, our hockey ball expert, puck. It doesn't matter, Sal. And, give me the uh, bat, glove. It, I'm good. Scott the Grizz is weighing in. This is why he gets paid the big bucks. Marty Marinara. So there we go. We got sp- spaghetti. We got meatballs. <laughs> we got Marty Marinara uh, right there. I do want to talk about. Um, uh, I want the ball. I don't want the ball. My uh, my son had a meltdown on the mound after like one a scoreless inning, and then he goes up and he, I don't know, he's facing some bigger kid and he starts freaking out on the mound. And we're talking about it afterwards. And he, he let me know 
And this is good to know, I think, for all parents, or maybe this is just my son. He's like, hey, he's like, you know when you say, come on, Harrison, just find the glove. Come on, Harrison, just throw strikes. He's like, you know that doesn't make me throw strikes, right? I was like, well, I know because I'm watching it. Yeah, I know that. He's like, no, but it doesn't make me, I'm not able to throw strikes because you're telling me to throw strikes. It's still hard. I was like, okay, I don't, this turned into like a therapy session, but I, 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 it's words of encouragement, right? Am I supposed to just say nothing? Yes, I saw Jean-Claude Van Damashek and I, he got out of the car to go do his batting practice before yeah. his game while I went and parked. And I said to him, as I do every game, this is crazy that you would have the same conversation. Yeah. I said like, uh, you're going to hit the ball hard a couple of times today, I'm sure of it. Mm. And he's like, you know, every time you say that, I don't hit the ball hard. You know, like, yeah, I'm like, what? So I'm a curse now on you? I can't it's wish so you was like, yeah, it's better. He's like, tell me I'm not going to get a hit. And I said, okay, you're not going to get any hits today. He's like, thank you. And he closed the door. This well, is I, it. If you got uh, one of the biggest stories out of Zion's draft was John Morant and the way his dad was always, you know, his dad was his biggest hater. So yeah. I think maybe you guys are, are building the next generation of codified athletes. Maybe you need to crack the whip and be like, no, throw strikes, yeah. throw strikes. You know what I'm saying? No, no, don't, you're not going to get it. Like, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you know, well, I don't care. You know, you're right. I, you can't throw strikes. Might as well just throw the ball away. Cause you yeah. know, you're, you know, you're good for nothing, Harrison. And then all of a sudden, you know, yeah, when he's yeah. a nine time, uh, ace gold glove winner, you can look back and be like, you know, I have a complicated relationship with dad, right. but you know, he's the Hall That's of Fame. a good trade-off. I would take that trade-off right there. Complicated relationship, single A ball, whatever, fine. Just get there. <laughs> get to the dance. Uh, I have one more thing with the basketball. Um, Roy Williams. I, uh, I don't remember a situation like this where Roy Williams has got to be rooting for Kansas, right? He coached both teams, obviously. Um, retired like a year ago, right? It was like on April 1st, I think, exactly. Uh, he retired, but... Um, who, who do you root for, Shaq, if you're Roy Williams? I don't remember. I'm trying to think of uh, historically if this has happened. Vane Dave will take, well, Jim Calhoun. He retired yeah. and UConn won it the year after. Um, no, I'm saying like where you both the teams you're, you coached are in the, right? Am I getting this wrong? Uh, yeah. What, uh, no, you, uh, no, you're right. Yeah. He definitely coached Kansas in New Orleans. And then yeah. I remember watching that game with my dad. He coached Kansas in New Orleans. And then immediately after, they asked if he was taking a North Carolina job. And he yeah. was like, we can't talk about this. I, I, we, I'm concerned about my players. And then two days later, he took the North Carolina job. No, no, no. Yeah, we know that he he um, jumped from Kansas. But, yeah, yeah, Larry Brown obviously also coached UNC in Kansas, but not in the sequence that you're talking right, about right. here, Sal. Yeah, I don't know that there's got to be there's got to be somebody who did that. The Yankees skipper around the Billy Martin era, some of those guys – Dick Hauser, didn't he coach? Wasn't well, he the, the skipper of the Yankees, the Yankees at some yeah. point? Yeah, I think. Anyway, I, yeah, I get, I mean, I get it's, what you're picking up, but before. but Yogi Berra played Mets and Yankees. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, but but, I, but I, I think this is kind of recent. This is pretty. Uh, you know what I mean? And and for a legend like this. Oh yeah, I mean, I think I I, I talk about that all the time. You know, with with uh, with Roy, what Roy Williams is doing, like. You mm -hmm. don't want the Tar Heels to win the title in your first year away. I guess you can claim those are my recruits, a lot of them. But mm -hmm. still, 
What's a, what, what doesn't that undermine you a little bit? I always talk about asking Brian Urlacher the summer after he retired. You want the Bears to be good, but you don't want them to go to the Super Bowl, right? It's like, right. oh, no, I'd be sad if they won the Super Bowl the first year I'm away. That puts a little bit of a weird no, 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 on well, that's, that's because Well, that's because Brian Urlacher had to retire. It's like Roy Williams decided to hang him up. Roy Williams could have coached this year if he had wanted to. He decided to hang him up. He would have done up. this. But would he right, be but, in the but, final right now? But he would have had the opportunity to. Like it's like if Coach K decided you know, midway through last year, he's like, you know, I want one more guys. Guess what? He's signed. He's signing up for forty three. The Warren Williams got to feel great right now because he left one school in a great position, Kansas, because they haven't fallen off at all since he did. And then right. he left his alma mater, UNC, to, you know, his, his his baby his his baby boys. Mm-hmm. Now he he this is his program. This is his uh he he put Hubert in place. He established his whole situation. He's like the guy. He's El Padrino of this whole situation right here. While Hubert Davis is actually having to do all the work, we're all talking about what Roy Williams has done. But Roy Williams has done has sat in the stands for the last you know month like everybody else yeah i agree so uh, it comes down to this basically if you're you know if you're um if you're okay with uh, your your station in life and you're you're cool with your coaching your legacy and everything uh and you take it from the well you know i there are kids in this game that i coached and i did put hubert davis in place and all this other stuff then he's rooting for carolina but if he's like, oh, shit, I don't want this team winning a title. If he's a petulant child like me, and it's like, I don't want this team winning like a me. title Thank a year you. after. Right. right. Uh, then then you're rooting for Kansas. Yeah, Vane Dave definitely is is cheering for the Jayhawks if I'm uh, if I'm in Roy R- R- Williams' seat in the stands this way. That's it's a bad look. You don't want Hubert Davis to make it look like, see how easy it was? Mm-hmm. And Heels fans will always rightly be able to ask the question, would this have happened had Roy Williams stayed an extra year? Right. There you go. All right. So we go from uh, college to NBA in a second. But I should mention, FanDuel Sportsbook, it's where it's all going down. Bet the national championship tonight with a bang. FanDuel Sportsbook giving new customers 150 bucks Instant bonus guaranteed. That's right. You'll get $150 in bonus site credit. And all you have to do is place your first bet of $5 or more. How you bet the game is up to you. You can choose from the money line, totals, prop bets, and so much more. We gave you a nice menu to choose from. You don't have to do that. You can go on your own. Which team you like, you take a chance on to turn your site credit into cash. Do it. Join FanDuel today with promo code extra points. Then you can place your $5 bet to score $150 in bonus site credit guaranteed. That's promo code extra points on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Let's go to the NBA, fellas. This is fun. I want to, and as we transition to the NBA, last yeah. thing on this, since you can go to FanDuel and find first overall pick in the NBA draft, mm-hmm. who do you have there now? I said going into the weekend, it's got to be Bancaro. I don't think Caleb Love ascends that high to be, and obviously team needs, and we have to see how the lottery plays out for team needs and all that, but who do you have right now if you had the place a wager well i'm confused because the jabari smith the kid from auburn is first he's he right. basically even odds to get it a plus 110 then chet holmgren plus 210 ben carroll plus 250 jade Ivey, purdue 35 are you taking chet now i mean i feel like this maybe i'm crazy but it feels like this tournament dinged him a little bit yeah i know uh i don't know but what, what do we make a jabari smith if we're, if we're counting the tournament <laughs> All these guys were early. Yeah. Keegan Murray went out early. So, but um, I think that my prediction would be the first overall pick in the NBA draft it did not play this weekend. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I think he did not play this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. We we tried to talk about who was going to raise their 
draft stock the most. And I'm looking at Baji, 130 to one, uh, Matherin, 240 to one. None of these guys are going to be first. It's so fun. It's just not. Unless you have no need at all. Unless you feel like we are all set up front for the next half decade. I still yeah. think it's Bancara. You do. I mean, that, right. that, he's just such a crazy specimen of a human being. He's six he's foot fun. 10, 250. And what is he, 18, 19 years old? Can't coach it's- that. It's all very smooth. It's all very smooth uh, with him. But, uh, and I'm not sure, like Holmgren, I don't know. You could kind of be set at every position and pick him too. A little bit of a project. I don't think Sean Bradley asked. I think a little, a little better, a little more solid than that. I, I remember that being a, a, a big to do, but plus two. I wouldn't touch Chet Holmgren with a Chet Holmgren size pole. <laughs> no? No. I, I just, I mean, if, you, if I put it like, Chet if you're. pole. If if you're sitting there and you're like yeah. what you're saying, Sal, then how are you in the lottery in the first place? If you're going right. to sit there and have a guy that you can sit there and just just draft and stash for years, it's like you're not sending him to Europe. Like you, like, and then I just I just don't see it. When I just look at the NBA today, I don't see how a guy that small and skinny is going to be able to like without elite guard skills. I don't see how mm-hmm. he's going to be able to be a, a solid NBA player. Like I I'll say this. I think the guys who played this weekend love Bancaro. I would much rather have them in, in my in, as my rookie. Yeah, I don't, it's just tough because Jabari Smith's a freshman, and when you when you have a freshman uh, for like Auburn, who was number one for a little bit, but you know didn't get a lot of uh, national exposure, and certainly didn't have a run in the tournament. It's tough to say, oh, that's definitely the guy, but he is uh, he is pretty good odds, and almost uh, or pretty they they think solid odds at plus one ten to. Uh, be drafted first, but anyway, I was about maybe to say real quick though, because one yeah. of those teams that should be in the running for this pick, if they had to trade away all the first round picks, that is going to miss the playoffs. Mm. I don't know if you saw this one, uh, Dave, where you were looking for your uh, your fun NBA bets, Lakers to make or miss the playoffs. I don't know if you saw the updated odds there, but Anthony Davis is back now. I I, I, it, <laughs> I, I don't know what happened. I, I, I don't know. Chad Holmgren on the Lakers, you saying, Martin? Maybe. <laughs> saying, maybe. Uh, they done. should be picking in that range if they had first-round picks. By the way, this is uh, – right, that's right, if they had one. Um, one more week of this, uh, the longest NBA regular season ever. And I say that, but then I looked it up. I did some research because it's important to look into these things. The, the previous high, I don't know if I told you guys, is around 34, 35 weeks. This one is 91 weeks long, this NBA <laughs> season. I don't know how they did it. And this is the last full week. And then so I guess Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, you'll have those play-in games. But, yes, thank you, Martin. Uh, I had the Lakers to not make the playoffs. They're two out. They're two out of the 10th spot with four left and three of those four at Suns, at Warriors, at Nuggets. Um, Anthony Davis even came back, like you said. Didn't matter. That's, I, that's what I was told, Sal. I was like, you know, yeah. once Anthony Davis comes back and LeBron is... Check, he's team's going, been he's done. Fun of you here. This team's been done since the I, All-Star I mean, break. I they were 12 know. feet under, as LeBron said. Well, yeah. listen, I mean, the, the defense I can provide for myself is I didn't know LeBron was going to be sitting down for some of these games. I mean, I, I, I we're beyond the point of load management, obviously, with LeBron in, in these games that are essentially games that they have to win and if he was sufficiently banged up that he couldn't go 
then you know I, I'm not gonna wear that one. But that much. but that's why that April Fool's prank tweet was so great on so many <laughs> levels. Like you you control if you're sitting the next few games, a and your team at the time was 31 and 45. This isn't a joke. This is a a shoulder shrug as a joke, and it's a shoulder shrug if it's serious too. Like we're we're expecting you to shut down. We're expecting the Lakers not to make the playoffs. So how is this fun? He put this out. What was April first? Uh, Thursday. Yeah. Friday. Yeah. So we we didn't get to uh, discuss Friday, this. I don't think. Right. Yeah. Because um. No, right. We so didn't I mean, it was what like the hell. It, what was that? It was very much like you know if somebody comes and asks you which break, what do you want for breakfast eggs and bacon okay cool and they come in cereal April Fools it's like yo like well, why did why it was just <laughs> so unnecessary it didn't make by the sense. way by the way yeah. quick detour while we're talking April Fools another I, I, unsurprising given Jimmy Kimmel some men work in oil some in clays. Kimmel does his best work on April Fools. That's his Super Bowl yeah. or uh, March Madness final or whatever else you want to call it. And that was gangbusters. How long did you know that was in the works, Sal? Well, he had it. Um, they wanted to do this three years ago. Two, and right. It, they said 2020 is when. Yeah. It yeah. Was that, conceived, two, yeah right? two years ago. was. Uh, but I think that in 19, they thought of it. But the and obviously the pandemic um, uh, made that impossible. If you but, missed it, Kimmel and yeah. uh, Fallon switched places unbeknownst to the audience until the curtain flew open and they walked out onto the respective stages. The right. Tonight Show crowd got Kimmel. The Kimmel crowd got Fallon. And, right. Uh, the The joke was on the audience, which was right. fun. Was the great. one thing I wish I would, you know, again, with the masks, like you, you want to see the cutaways to the reaction to the people in the audience. And um, hmm. unfortunately, with the mask, you didn't get the full effect of that but uh i think it worked well it was funny both shows were good and uh <laughs> i think jimmy jimmy is jealous of the tonight show studio he's like all right we got to step it up on our end i don't know what's gonna happen but uh yeah yeah it, it was a good time. more successful than lebron's bit is the bottom line <laughs> i think it was slightly more successful um the other thing i did maybe maybe martin maybe i'm with you i'm i'm, I'm nailing this nba i had lakers I mean, it's the only thing i have really I had the lakers to not make the playoffs last week at this time i bet Jokic to win mvp it was minus 140 minus 340 now is anything more disgusted the nba mvp i'm trying to think nv nba mvp against nfl MVP. Oh, no, 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 no. no. We, I, we, we start talking about after week one in the NFL now. I don't know, I mean, man. I, I feel like there, and uh, it's, it's a testament to the NBA that there are so many stars, but I don't know. We had a podcast last year with Perk, and he had like 30 people in the NBA com MVP conversation from week one, from the first week he did it. So that's, I, that's I know what you're the, saying. Yeah. Well, but, that's, that's, the new, that's the new thing, right? Or not the new thing. I sound, I sound like an old man, but the mm -hmm. new, uh, you know, well, you know, he definitely deserves to be in the conversation. In the conversation. It's like, it's like right. well, why don't we talk about who's going to win it, right? Like, you know what I'm, I'm saying? Like, all these teams deserve to be in the playoffs, but, like, only certain teams are actually going to win a championship. Yeah, what's the and conversation? The conversation is he's a great player, but he can't win. Like, uh, I, I don't, you know, uh, with the, uh, anyone you want to anyone you want to talk about. That's that's. The it's fun line. to talk about, so no wonder, you know, and who am I to monitor? You're not allowed to talk about these right. things. We have bigger fish to fry in, on the big blue marble currently. But I will say, I mean, you read the tea leaves from a gambling perspective with the Joker, Sal, but it yeah. doesn't mean you're right, and it doesn't mean that the conversation, the conversation went on long enough that it's like, yep, 
Jokic has to be the guy again. And it's like, well, obviously it's Giannis. Look at what he's doing against the the supposed rivals to take the Eastern Conference crown. Look at what Giannis has done against the high-end competition over the last fortnight, a.k.a. the most important stretch of the regular season. I mean, obviously, we know who should get it, but it's, I guess... Yeah, Enough but all right, that, that has gone in the other direction. Conversation. He's missed now 15 games. Now he he missed 19 games when he won it in 2019. I was looking through like um, the list of people, the players who've missed the most games and still won. He's right up there. He's like fourth or fifth. Hmm. There's uh there's a bunch, but what? How many can you miss? Is the question. I think. Can you miss 25? Like I know he's been dynamite and the best in the league. The other thing that doesn't help is they have that monster national TV win over the Nets, right? Come from behind win, Giannis dominates, and then he sits the next game. It's like, th- does he want it or does he not? Does the Bucks want the one seed or do they not? It's so hard to figure out. I don't know. Well, everybody was out. I don't know what that was a crazy yeah. game. I mean, that was that that was it. When you want to look at the low point of this bum NBA season, and that's what it has been. It has been an embarrassment. There is no hiding from this load management jive and all that. You're not playing, you're not playing even football or hockey, a high contact sport. Mm. This is basketball. You should be able to get out there for for generations now, like 82 games. I agree with you. 82 games is too much for the consumer. Same thing as in the NHL, but you can practically get out there. I mean, they used to play back-to-backs a lot in the NBA. They don't do that anymore. Um, It's, uh, you know, it's been a bad, but that was the worst one. When the Bucks and Clippers, like, I mean, how many well, guys Well, then the Sixers did it, too. Like, everybody, ridiculous. I don't know what, what was going on. Martin, how many is too many games to miss in 82 games to win MVP? I, I think you have to play at least 60, but I just think, I think they have to win more. Like, I just, the idea that Jokic and Embiid are just, have been since day one and are still on day 70 or game 79 of the NBA season have been the favorites and have been locked into the favorites. It just shows me like this league and this organ, this, uh, the way that people vote on this, mm-hmm. it's just, it's so narrative based. Like That's- I understand it. Like it's, it's not, at least in the NFL, the MVP conversation, you have to at least be atop your division. Like the the wild card team is not going to have an MVP with 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 any type of regularity. I'm sure it may have happened right. once or twice or even five times, but it's not something that happens with normal. Like the idea that the MVP to me is not between Giannis and Luca and Devin Booker type. Like I, that to me, like the the teams. Well, Dallas the, isn't in front. I mean, Denver. Denver's got a good record. They're forty-seven and thirty-two. They're right? sixth I, in the West. They're a game out to play in. But the pro, I think they he's doing it without two max players who are injured, right? Like, but so, so that's, that's what Mark, I'm saying. That's the big thing, I think. But right? that's what I'm saying. How much? How much is? You say he's doing it. What exactly is like? They're the sixth seed in the West. Like, well, they yeah, would have been a playing. thirteen seed. I, I guess it's win above replacement if you want to do it like that. That's what you're looking at with Joker. Plus, his stats are phenomenal too. So but I, I also, know. I just feel like, like if you took Giannis off of the Bucks, they go from the one seed to like the seventh seed. They and I get that playoffs. they're not a playoff team without Giannis. I don't. Think. Well, I mean, I mean the I seventh seed is, a, is is the seventh seed is it may not be a playoff team depending on right. what happens in the play in game, right? So, but yeah. like. Like it's just it's just bugs. Like people talk about like how good was this team if if they all were there? And I think that obviously Denver would be better if they mm-hmm. had you know Murray and and Jamal and, and Jamal Murray and and Porter. Porter. Yeah. But yeah, I just 
at some point, like how valuable is he if the team is not in the top half? Like you got you got to at least have home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. I guess. For I mean, me this all changed. It all used to be like that. You had to be on a top two seed team, and then Westbrook won it. I think it was Russell like six broke years it. Ago. Right? He broke it with that triple-double. He, he was the biggest narrative MVP ever because KD had left, and then Russ averaged a triple-double, and then anybody who had ever played basketball, do you know how hard it is to average a triple-double? I know, Which, and he was a sports center highlight every single night right at the top, so that that helped. But, yeah, I'm with you. I like winners mostly, but um, I, 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 I'm just going to be happy to not talk about this anymore. we got one week left. We can get through it. But right now, we're gearing up for this uh, – Heavy header interview with Paul Kohorst, our golf correspondent. We're going to get him on in a minute. Let's take a quick break. All right, here he is, Dave, an old friend of ours. How do I describe him? He's an uncircumcised golf nut and a writer whose current project is called Club Pro Guys Other Black Book. The Dutch mook himself, Paul Kohorst. What's happening, Paul? Yes, thank you for having me on. From all the way up here on an island somewhere off Seattle. I what are you doing? This. You moved, you moved, you went way off the grid, huh? Well, I'm waiting for that. Pa- is the pandemic over? When it's over, I'm probably just going to come back to Los Angeles. Is it over? Yeah, it's over. It ended, I think, last Thursday. When was April Fool's? I think it was April Fool's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll see you next week then. Okay, About lunch good. or something. You'll be back. We'll have lunch. Um, you are, first of all, tell us about this book. I think you have like three books now. I have three books. Uh, hmm. This one is my most recent book. It's called Club Pro Guys, Other Black Book. I wrote it with a very funny Club Pro guy. He's uh, a huge hit on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talks, uh, tells stories about his legendary uh, exploits on the Mexican Mini Tour. And Can you say like his name? Is it, is it a Banksy-type situation? You're not allowed to It's mention- a Banksy-type situation. Oh. He owes a lot of money. I uh, gambling debts, as a matter of fact. Okay. So he, he has to keep his anonymity. It's very important to him. Okay, good. And uh, so uh, it is a great book. It's a little bit based on Harvey Penick's Little Red Book. So it's 100 little life golf lessons that will help you in – on the course and help you in life. It'll make you a better golfer, better better person. Mm-hmm. Better lover. Fantastic book. Uh, yes, as a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. Will it, why not? Put it out there. Is it, will it help him pay off his debt? Like uh, how much? How much of the proceeds <laughs> this is getting wage garnished already? <laughs> yes, that's, uh, that is a great. That's a great question. I think uh, it's slightly helping him get out of his hole. Yes, but you know, uh, any anything helps. You got to pull uh, Harry Potter numbers for him to get out of it. Yeah, uh, that's what we need. Yeah, this is unbelievable. This is a little inside uh, Shaq, but um, I, I forgot that uh, the Dutch Mook wrote a book with Jake Lentz, who was a writer. The du- Paul Kohler's the Dutch Mook, as we're going to call him, is a writer. Was a writer's assistant at uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live for many years back when uh, Dave and I were writers. And uh, but then you and Jake Lentz, who then went on to become a doctor and then wrote a movie. I forgot you wrote. He wrote a book with Jake about like office uh, fun. And the best part about that book, the book was stuff to say. It was called stuff to say to people at work. So you don't have to have an actual conversation. So it's things to say on Monday, things to say before lunch, things to say after Christmas. Right. And it was totally inappropriate. It was things you actually shouldn't say to your coworkers. And then it got published in Chinese. I'm not kidding you. It got published in Chinese (laughs) and they sent me a copy in Chinese and I opened it up. And it had a CD in it, and it had line, it had little space for notes in there. And I was <laughs> reading it, and I realized, oh my gosh, they actually think this is a book that you should use if you're going to have business conversations 
with uh, American businessmen. Oh, wow. And all I can say is that I'm sure a few Chinese businessmen got fired <laughs> for using that book to have business conversations because there was some completely inappropriate <laughs> conversations in there. So really? I'm glad Jake's a doctor now and I write golf. It's better for everyone <laughs> and for the Chinese businessmen in the world. It's unbelievable what happens. All right. Now, Mook, you, you, we got to get focused here now because we yes. have this Masters. Uh, John Rahm, 13 to 1 favorite. Um, and he should be, right? Uh, fourth, ninth, seventh, and fifth the last four years. That makes sense. Is, well, that, is that fair to say he should be? Let me start out. Let me start by saying, what if I told you that I wrote a, cre a computer program that uses AI, it runs a simulated Masters one million times and comes up with a winner? Uh, I don't think I would I'd say, yeah, yeah, you're the Dutch mook. I don't care what your dumb program kicked out. Yeah, I should have done that. I should have done that. <laughs> Next year, I'm going to do that. Next <laughs> year, I'm do that. Well, I love the ROM bet, and here's why. ROM is going to win it. Uh, it Ooh. might not be this year, but in the next 10 years, he's going to win it. So, yeah, 13 to 1 isn't the greatest payout, but I think it's a bet that, say, you bet it for the next decade. I think you're going to win it, and I think you're going to win it sooner than later. So, Rom is a great bet. I like him as, as my favorite. Um, I think the price has gotten a little bit better because he hasn't putted great and hasn't looked great on the greens in a while. So, I think it's actually a better number that you might have seen if you played well in the last mm -hmm. few months. So I like that bet, and he actually is my favorite uh, in the entire tournament. Interesting. Okay, so Let's this go. is my Patrick Mahomes theory. Like, just uh, right, you're know, like, all right, he's uh, eight to one to win MVP. I don't even actually know what he is, but um, so just bet him every year, and one of the next eight years he's going to win. He's seven to one exactly. right now. But yeah, that's I don't that's think that's a great Mahomes. bet going forward with uh, with Mahomes. But no, that's the conversation know. You hate for the another Chiefs. time. You hate. You think they suck? We know. We know. I don't think they suck. I just think that. They're due to regress a little bit, and they will. Look at their division. But anyway, like I say, how best Sal and Mook put your heads together and counsel me and everybody else on golf betting and how best to do it? Is it like you're only picking one guy, or is it best to sprinkle some change on like three or five guys? How's What's the best approach? Well, the real experts, the guys who actually do this for a living, they do the head-to-head -head matchups. Mm -hmm. And every week they're betting – Zalatoris versus uh, Rom, and they're finding those matchups every week. That's the way to do it. I think if you're a regular guy like myself who, who plays pretty regularly but, uh, but isn't like literally trying to do this for their, their living, I think you take your handful of guys, your three and four guys, and you have kind of your favorite, your one or two middle guys, and your one or two long shots, and, and that's the way to do it. The cup, I, have an, I have a whole theory for the, for the Masters. Mm -hmm. A three-prong theory. One is I think you pick your two or three favorite guys who haven't won a major yet. Hmm. Of the last 23 majors, 16 of them have been first-time winners. So you pick a couple of those guys who haven't won one yet. Your Cantlays, your Cam Smith, uh, those type of guys. You hit a couple of those guys, and that, that has hit at a really high rate the last few years. So, so pick one of those guys. Okay. The second one is I think you want to be in the mix on Sunday because it's the most exciting major of the year. You want to have some action on Sunday. Yeah. And out of the uh, the last eight years, half the winners have been four to one odds or worse going into Sunday morning. Hmm. So wait and hit it again Sunday morning. So you have a couple guys like, okay, my long shots or whatever, my favorite, couldn't putt this week, couldn't do anything this week. So hit it again on Sunday, a four to one payout. 
is great. And I'm happy with those numbers. And then you can still be totally engaged all day on Sunday unless the guy craps the bed in the first nine. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I really like is, uh, Sal, this is one of my favorite ones I've always done. Uh, I've always talked to you about is betting the ace. The yeah. hole-in-one bet has hit five out of the last six years. Augusta National loves that 16th hole location, which is basically a mini golf location that every year it comes within inches. It's been hitting most years in the last half decade. It's kind of lucky, though, isn't it? It is kind of, <laughs> yeah, yes. But you know, what you want to be is on Sunday is you want to have that cutaway where yeah. they cut to a guy you haven't heard from since Thursday. It's like, moments ago at the 16th hole, plus 17, Bernard Longer. Well, you know what's going in. You want to have that moment if you're sitting on your couch on Sunday. You want to, you want to be winning on that versus right. not participating. Well, that, here's the thing about that. I'm, I'm the other way because I don't like it because you're almost <laughs> never going to see it live, right? Have you ever won and seen the ace live? It, it has to be. A, all right, like I, I like to root along with it. But I know if you just play percentages mm-hmm. and this is a bet that I'm going to probably win because it's one. What would you say? Five out of the last six majors yes. or, or masters? Masters. Okay. If you and could you only get, play, I do. I mean, that 16th to me in my head is the most uh, sort of iconic spot at Augusta. Maybe it's 50. I, if you could only play one hole there, which would it be? I'd love to try my hand at 16. Hit it high up above the hole and let it run down like we've seen so many times. Mm. I think I'd like to play 18 because, you know, one of those things, HD has finally made it better. When HDTV came out, it was the first time you kind of had some idea of the elevation changes mm-hmm. at Augusta. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would love to actually play 18 to actually see, to see what that elevation is actually like. Mm. Um, but that's the 16. Uh, that would be a great shot to play. Maybe the second shot on 15. Yeah. Second shot at fifth would be my third shot, but yeah, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be able <laughs> wow. to reach from there. My the Mook, by the way, we should, we didn't say it. He is a scratch golfer. Yeah. How'd that happen? Mook? Well, uh, it, I'm, I'm in all honesty, I'm a five handicap these days, oh. but it came through lots of, uh, hard work and, and, uh, being a weird kid. That's all you need. See, Martin, that's what we're telling you. Be, be I weird. guess so. Maybe that's, maybe that's what I, that's why I'm not a scratch golfer. Right. Mook, I, what's the characteristic then? So as you assess who you're going to bet, is that thing on like whoever wins the, the, um, pitch and putt or whatever they call it. Is that thing still true that if you win that, that, that you don't, you, you, nobody has ever won the actual tournament. If you win that, the, that and what characteristic and what characteristic do you look for long off the tee best putter around at the, in 2022? Cause they've modified the course to anti tiger well, at a, a, a well, one of the picks that I really like is, is the kid wills out tourist and he's at, uh, let's see, he's the third, he's at plus 3000. And one of the reasons I think people are off him, even though he came in second last year, is there's been a, a bunch of moments this year where his putting stroke has looked terrible to the point where people are sharing clips of his gimpy stroke going this He's way. He's also 108 uh, pounds like you, Mook. He is, but we both yeah. hit it a long way. So, okay. so mm. that makes big sense. But Zalatoris, gimpy putting stroke, even though he, he, he putted there sensationally, he was second in strokes game putting at Augusta last year. But he's 170th on tour in putting. But the reason I still like him is he's first on tour uh, uh, tee to green. And mm-hmm. the, the biggest indicator is approach to green. It's a second shot course. You know, you want a person 
I think punting is a little bit overrated in terms of the winner's performance. And the, the, the stat now that seems the last few years is repeatedly guys are rising to the top is the um, approach to green and who is getting the most strokes approach to green. And actually one of the biggest indicators of the winner has been uh, the winner of the LA Open, winner of the Genesis there. The, yeah. the, a bunch of the guys who won the Genesis Right. Wind up winning uh, the Masters shortly thereafter. So if, if you like that one, the Abraham Answer is your guy. All right. So you like Answer, you like Zalatoris, and you like uh, Rom as the um, as the steady pick there. But I'm with you. I do the same thing. You know, who I did the the last. I like going Friday afternoon or Saturday morning and taking whoever's like third or fourth odds yes. wise, and it's a name that I recognize. I did this twice with Sam Burns, and I won, and I didn't get fifty to one odds. Wow. I had like six or seven to one odds, but yeah, a, a win's a win and it's not eat. Right. So I took it. He, does he have a shot? Do you think, what is he 39 to one here? Well, that he, it's his first masters. Right. And that number is, you know, that uh, uh, the last winner is still a uh, first time player is uh, Zeller, I believe yep. in 79. A mm-hmm. uh, lot of first time winners this year. I think uh, 10 first time winners on tour with, uh, with JJ spawn winning uh, this couple days yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I I love breaking that trend. So that I like the guy. I I say the last pick that I like is um, last twelve years. There's been as many fifty to one winners as twenty eight to one winners. So I like Russell Henley. He's a plus sixty five hundred. Hmm. He's a Georgia kid. Eight top twenty fives this year. No missed cuts, and he's first on tour in that uh, strokes gained approach to green, which I talked about. And he's the guy who won a lot. He has he's he's been he's been so so in terms of uh, the last couple of years, but this year he's he's having a great season. He was fifteenth the last time he played there four years ago, and um, again I, I love that strokes gained approach to green stat. I think that's the one that you really want to bite into. All right, uh, before we let you go, Tiger, and we got to talk about this. Um, he was 80 to one. Now he's 55 to one. And I'm guessing that'll go down to even when someone sees him like a practice shot at the fairway, something like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is like minus 140 for him to not make the cut. Let's start there. I mean, this is his backyard. Well, this is uh, even if he's uh, what with one leg, he could probably do. It's like the kid who's got the hoop on his street, not a good basketball player, but he knows how to deaden the ball off the backboard every single time. Augustus is backyard. We get it. But is it good enough for this 2022 version of Tiger to survive? Well, the in terms of making the cut, Tiger doesn't play unless he thinks he's going to win. Mm-hmm. So I think making the cut, he he's absolutely uh, this is there's no course that's better suited to him and suited to his eye that he wants to play better at. And he's proved it. Even when he's not in top form, he can win here. So making the cut, I think it's a great bet. But in terms of playing, paying, you know, playing him to win. Do you want to miss out on it if he wins again? Not yeah. really. So yeah, throw something at it. You know, it <laughs> makes it so much more fun. Even you know, whatever whatever a, a small unit is for you, it's more fun to be on that ride than than to than to miss out on it. All right. Wait, I have one more question. Well, the annual question, Go it's on. time for it. For all three is would you rather have you can only have one. Would you rather win a gold jacket or a green jacket? Gold football's better. Uh, yeah, you know a gold that. jacket. That's not. Right that's thing. not even. A, that's not even a complicated question. Yeah, Mook. Well, I mean, that's. I mean, gold jacket. A green jacket, without a doubt. What? 
You don't get that. Now, here's the wrinkle. You don't get to keep the green jacket. I mean, literally, you have to give it the physical green jacket back. I don't know why you don't get to keep it for the rest of your life. It's not like it's tailored for somebody else. It's only fits you. So why you have to return it for some museum or whatever. But Will Brinson was on a couple of weeks ago on minus three, and he put out a great thought. If you win the green jacket, you get to play Augusta for the rest of your life whenever you want to. What what do you get for being in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Trips to Canton in August? You should get like- to. Who cares? It's still football. You should get to play in the Super Bowl every year, though. That is a good <laughs> That's point. That's a fair. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, just throw you in at a punt return or something. Does Tiger? I'm was it, and I have a question, though. Does Tiger have any shot to be the best USA player? Like, I'm looking at props and trying to figure out a way to bet Tiger Woods that it actually has a shot to win. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get the whole, like, if he's going, like, I mean, we started the well, conversation, like, right will now. he pl- what, plus 2,600? Yeah, well, we'd have to do that to win, so that's not bad. But, uh, but I'm just saying, like, I'm just yeah. looking at some of these props and the way they're breaking it down. Like, there's different ways you could bet Tiger, and he doesn't have to win the whole thing, but he could play well, yeah. right? Cause so so like, there's 12 Americans ahead of him is, is the question. Could he could he lap the field there? There is still going to be – I still, still think there is that reverence of Tiger that the younger generation has. There is still a thing where I think if Tiger is lurking mm-hmm. on Sunday, um, you know, we, we saw – when he won his last major, when he won, the, when he last won in Augusta, everyone kind of melted yeah. around him. So, what were his work? odds in 2019 when he won? It was 19 when he won, right? Yes, I, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's one of those things where the level of intimidation and reverence a lot of these younger players have for him. I know that if it comes down to winning a green jacket, I could see guys melting down and falling back. Right. Well, if it's if it's if it's around coming around third, fourth, and beating out Cantlay for the top American, I don't know if that maybe would apply uh, apply with as uh, with a great as great a degree. Yeah. All right. He was fourteen to one according to whatever I'm looking at here in uh, 2019. So considerable uh, underdog comparatively. All right, Dutch Mook. Uh, always a pleasure. I have to run. You were great. Do you want to show everyone that you're uncircumcised, or you want to save that? No. Oh, no, dear no, God. don't do that. No, do he that. doesn't have no, to? No, I think it'd be weird. What's who's right. Spencer Haywood? I don't know. Well, well you can, that's all. You can check out my OnlyFans. The, I'll put, the, <laughs> okay. I'll put <laughs> the link right here along with my Twitter, and you can see you can We see don't everything. have time to show the MOOC our golf swings to see who has the best one. We'll do that at a later date. I all guess, right, we'll too, do it. We're going to have them back. There's three other majors. But in the meantime, go out and buy. You don't even have to go out, right, MOOC? You could do it from your computer. Club Pro Guys. Go to clubproguy.com. Honestly, I've written for many people and written many things. This is seriously the funniest thing I've uh, I've ever been a part of. It's really, really great. And I and look, I I wouldn't lie to you on that. I'm telling Jake Lynch you said that. (laughs) He's a doctor. It doesn't matter anymore. He doesn't care. The Dutch Mook, Paul Kohlers, thanks for coming on. And uh, you know what? We're going to sign off here. Uh, Reminder to everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember... You're all my favorites.